Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks YouTube live show. My name is Aaron, your host, along with Nate, our co-host, and a guest today, Lou Janu, in the building from Card Talk. Lou, thank you for joining. I am, honestly, I couldn't be more thrilled and more honored to be here. Well, I'm very excited for today's episode because we have the ultimate underrated, overrated sports card edition debate and as you can see, Lou's very happy to be here on that uh, nice thumbnail I put together. Yeah, I was going to say, you found like literally the one picture of me on Google. <laughs> do you know what that's from? It's from an article. I do know what it's from. How to take a selfie. Yeah, it was great. I mean, honestly, I learned a lot. I'm much better at taking selfies now. Shout out to Madison Russell. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love it. Um, and uh, as you can see, we uh, we had to put Sam Darnold on the uh, intro graphic for today. Nate. I, f- I finally got rid of that card. I know, and that's why I put it there because I know you sold it before you should have. <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Who's gonna say to themselves, you know what? Sam Darnold's probably gonna be pretty good on the Panthers. Me, me. I was, I was actively saying that. And then so he you sold it. Then why hold it? Because I couldn't emotionally hold on to it anymore. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> Lou, how about that Jets win this weekend, though? Bro, I haven't had as much fun at a Jets game since like 2011. So it was really, really fun. Is, that should be sad. I think that's a sad statement. Oh, you know, it's an incredible. That's kind of the point. The point I'm making is that I live a miserable sports life outside. Of, well, fo- a miserable football life. I shouldn't yeah, say that. outside of the Astros, outside of the Astros, um, who, you know, going back to the World Series again. Here we go. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the Jets game was super fun. I've been a vocal critic of uh, Zach Wilson. I take it all back. I apologize. And. I need to be more patient with him. Wait, wait. Before you before you take it all back. Let's not I know I know it's only 3 games up to this point, so let's not overreact to 3 games, but let's also not overreact to one game. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it the other way. Like I was being too mean and now I'm going back the other way. I could have said he's the best rookie quarterback in the NFL, probably will win rookie of the year, but I didn't say that, even though that's what I think. Hey Nate. Like Nate, is your Aaron, microphone in your kitchen or something? Can you hear me now? Yeah, much yep. better. Get real close. Move Should I hold it in my lap? Yeah, there we go. Please, better. better. Um, Aaron, did you watch that missed field goal? Uh, which missed field goal? Jets game. End of the game. No, not no. I didn't see the Jets game. I saw one last night, the Patriots game. Wait, how did you not see that game? Uh, in Eau Claire, they forced us to watch the rest of the Jets game, bro. Bro, I was at the Packers game. <laughs> what? Was that one of your two season tickets? Yeah, you dog. <laughs> you went to the Packers. I want to go there so bad, dude. It's a great it's experience. A I had some Pittsburgh fans that are sitting next to me. They did not have a good time. It's just so. I think I want to go for a non-Jets game so I can just take it in. Yeah, instead because the the Pittsburgh guy there, I think that was his first. No, he was there in 2005. He said, but he was he was so into. It, he looked so sad and dejected. I'm like, I think yeah, you just go there to have fun. Yeah, I think that I used to. I've now changed. I would say in the last like year or so, I used to not care about football outside of the Jets. I've gone like so far so hard the other way now where like all I want to do is watch football. So I think I'd be able to enjoy it if I went to, if I just went to a game. Nice. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what's up peeps. What's up global sports car investor. Uh, Toa says Lou on car talk. Definitely underrated. Uh, I don't know about that one. I agree. <laughs> all right. Let's hop into this underrated overrated debate. Everyone who's watching right now. Thank you for coming. First of all, secondly, please join in with us. Every single debate we put up, on the screen, please join in and add your thoughts on every cart, every set, every topic. 
Uh, every person that appears on the screen, please give a take, underrated or overrated, so we can read off the best the best ones as we go throughout the stream. Because as much as we like uh, Lou and his opinion, there's some other really good opinions on, in here too. So not as good as mine. Before before we begin, looks like Lou, you just talked yourself right into a free pack again. Oh my! This is my dream. <laughs> Steve Kerr is going to take you to the game. If Steve Kerr took me to a Packers game, that's like I, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, <laughs> Lou, make the trip. Make the trip, I, buddy. I'll I'll book the flights tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm talk to us after. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. First debate. Underrated, overrated. Sam Darnold, kaboom, PSA 10. The last sales on October 2nd for 1525 Lou, how much did you sell yours for before the season? 1300 Oh, okay. that's not too bad. Okay. And that's, I was expecting uh, it to be like 800 or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was 12 or 13 I can't remember the exact number. If the person who bought it is in here, they might say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I sold it. I sold it pretty well. Yeah, that, that's that's good. But so check this out. Three and one, six in the NFL and QBR right now. Fifteen twenty-five for Kaboom rookie logo PSA ten. Underrated, overrated. Um, underrated. He also leads the league in rushing touchdowns. I did hear that also. Leads but the NFL crazy. in rushing touchdowns. So are you mad that you sold it? Yes. He's very mad. Very I am. I am the king of emotional buying and selling. And as much as I tell myself I'm going to stop doing it, I still do it over and over again. <laughs> it's hard to not. It's, it's so, so hard. hard. It's so hard. I like to think I'm like a savvy investor. I know what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. Here I go. I'm just going to buy a Sam Darnold. Kaboom. He's on the Jets. And he's the worst quarterback ever. And then when he gets traded to the Panthers, I'm like, nah, see you later. Makes no sense. <laughs> uh, here's my question. What did you do with the 1300 bucks? Maybe you invested into something other than Zach Wilson. <laughs> and then it, it works out well. Um, I actually used it for grading fees of F1. And oh, did that turn out well? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, it turns out well. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I mean, that'd be great. But I did need the I did need some grading fee money, so that fit in there nicely. Yeah. Uh, Peep says way overrated. Sorry, he's not going to be able to play up to that price over the long haul. Nate, what's your response? Um, I mean, you're looking at a you're looking at a dude who played on a sorry sorry Lou, a terribly run franchise. This is all facts. Go. And uh, he is now on a. Somewhat better run franchise, and you're seeing how well he's doing. He's basic. You should look at Sam Darnold like he's a rookie. That's how much time he's lost as the Jets. Uh, I don't think you can overrate him yet. I don't think we're seeing the tip of the iceberg for Sam Darnold. I think he's talented. He's talented. That's the reason he was the second overall pick, and now he has actual an actual organization around him to develop him. I agree, and I think three and one's a great start for them. I know they're kind of down by like 15 or 20 or something, 14, 20 yesterday to the Cowboys end up coming back and losing by eight. Roberto on the house. What's up, man? How are we doing? Ah, he's the one who bought the Kaboom. So he'll be able to say how much. <laughs> there we go. Off. I was going to say he's the Kaboom guy. So. <laughs> yeah, he's I, at least say a how much. Kaboom guy. Yes. Yeah. Right. I also would say for these, it's so hard to find reference points and it's so hard to say if something's overpriced or underpriced when it's something like a Kaboom 2018 and earlier specifically, because they are much lower pop. Like I would love to know like what a, like what is Daniel Jones's kaboom sell for right now? Like that, I would use it as a as a basis well, point to work backwards. Yeah, no, and that's that's I think the whole thing. Like a lot of these that we have in here today, it's like it could be underrated or overrated based on something else in cards. Like it's you know you gotta kind of compare it to something. But uh, we will uh, get into that more as we go. Cool. All right, second one here. 
We have a Tom Brady 2018 Spectre Gold Vinyl 1 of 1 PSA 9. That's over 6,401 on September 27th. And the whole premise here, 1 of 1s from non-top tier sets, overrated or underrated? Because I'm sure you've seen what some of the 2018 Brady Golds and Silvers sell for out of other sets. But 6,401 for a 1 of 1 of Brady from Spectra. What's your thoughts? Overrated or underrated? I'm going first. Yeah. I'm gonna go underrated on that as well. Two for two underrated. Any any thesis behind it? Oh yeah. Um, I would say that typically I would sh- I would shoo this away because it's a patriot. Get out of my face. But like I've adapted my feelings a little bit. I think pretty much I feel like everything Brady is good to own in terms of like the actual dollar amounts is you know always gonna be questionable because that's gonna change a lot. Um, but I think having a one-of-one Brady, especially in a Patriots uniform, is going to be really, really good. Yeah, and it's not like that Spectre is like some type of super Yeah, it's not score. Set. Yeah, it's not score. You're right. It's not score. It's not like a Donner's die cut or something like that. Like That mm-hmm. is a gold vinyl, one-of-one. One. However you chop it up, I'll go next, and they can go after me. I'm saying that's extremely underrated. There's so many Brady cards from 2019 Select cosmic dragon ball z whatever the heck those parallels are that sell for like just as much if not more uh and spectra is it's a thick base chrome card which i actually like those cards a lot nate you're up um i will say spectra underrated i'm gonna agree with toa i'm gonna say the whole tom brady craze for 18th 20th year stuff overrated and so therefore with this one-on-one i'm going overrated i feel like i get i get it he's the goat he's the greatest of all time i wouldn't spend six thousand four hundred dollars on this card at all can i ask you a question yeah are you saying overrated just so we all don't say underrated because i'm confused by that take (laughs) i think i think the whole buying uh buying 20th year lebron's 18th year tom brady's anything like that i don't like it even super rares even super rare. Nate, so you're telling me you'd rather have like a Bowman Chrome PSA, let's just say like an eight sells for 6,400. I don't know how much it sells for, but it's got to sell closer to that than like a nine. You rather have like a Bowman Chrome rookie mm-hmm. eight, 2000? Yeah. 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 I know, I, I know the print run is way, it, I, I know this is a one of one, <laughs> and that is however many thousand, but I'd rather have that one. I don't even know how much it is. If someone in the chat can tell me how much is that 2008. Oh, sorry, 2000 Bowman Chrome Tom Brady rookie PSA eight. Um, let me know. And I get I get that I'm in the minority because there's people spending legitimate money on this. It's just not for me. And therefore, it's overrated for me. That's fair. That's fair. Not everything can be for everyone. Some people Fact. just also like, OK, let me put it this way. I bought my first Tom Brady card ever at the 2021 National ever in my entire life. I actually like searched out and got. I didn't even search it out. A kid wanted to trade with me. And all he had that I thought I could sell probably at the time was a Tom Brady card. So I brought it and sold it the same day because I didn't want it. <laughs> I don't like Tom Brady at all. I probably won't buy the card either. But at least in terms of like the gold vinyl one of one spectra thing of a goat, I'm in on that. All right, next debate here. We've got two of the most iconic cards of all time. And I bring this up in the underrated overrated debate solely off the fact that there were cards before this of those players for Mickey Mantle, he had the 19, 1951 Bowman rookie. And for Jordan, he had the 84 star XRC and the 85 Nike. 
Are these cards overrated in terms of how many people go nuts for these things and the money that's spent on Mantle 52 tops when there's a 51 Bowman that was printed a year before and people can buy for a fraction of the price, I'm sure, in the certain grades that the Mantle 52 sells for? Hmm. I would definitely say that Jordan is, especially in lower grades. Yeah. My hesitancy is with the Mantle. Yeah, and I, I'm going to agree with you on the Jordan 86 Fleer because – there's like 20,000 of those things that are graded by PSA alone. And yeah, there's a ton, right? And they're cool, right? Like, I, honestly, I could think of worse things to spend $3,500 on. So, like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But if we're talking about, like, overarching, I feel like it's a little questionable. Yeah, and then flipping it to the mantle, 52 mantle between PSA and SGC, I think there's a combined around 2,200 graded between both grading companies. So that's where I'm going to agree with Lou. Yeah, that, that seems more underrated. Yeah, like that's underrated to me just based off the fact that like, hey, if there were enough of these mantles out there, a PSA 1.5 would not be selling for $30,000. Yeah, I see Nick Foles in here said these are iconic cards. Like they are. But if we're talking about like overrated, underrated, like there's so many Fleer Jordans and I'm like one of the biggest advocates there are, there is for PSA 10 Jordans. But like when you get down to these type of grades, it's like, whoa. Yeah, that's because there's you know 320 out of like 20,000 grade by PSA that are 10, so that makes sense, right? Yeah. But like when you look at all the other grades, it's like holy cow, there's a ton. Nate, thoughts? Um, well, for starters, 1952 is Topps's first year. That's the best card from Topps's first year. It can't. It literally can't be overrated. It's just it's it's just impossible. It is the most iconic name in sports cards, even if Fanatics is trying to make it go bye bye. <laughs> um and uh trying to wow shots fired bro what's up <laughs> nate uh, you're throwing out names here <laughs> not not a done not a done deal yet um and uh <clears throat> so so definitely not overrated on the mantle because it is it is the first iconic tops card ever made right um as for the jordan what year was fleer's first year it was 86, 86. right is it's no 85 Fleer. No, it's the same thing. I, I I mean, I just know that Fleer Fleer cards have been around. Um, I don't know, I don't know, because they're they were a gum company themselves back in like the 1800s, 1900s, and they started cards. I just don't know when they started basketball. I know they had baseball cards and stuff before that. Well, football. if someone in the chat once again wants to or knows or wants to just look up quick, when was Fleer's first basketball set ever made? I think it was 86, though. Because um, I have a I'm weird like, take. Go ahead, Lou. And Nate might tell me I'm stupid because he knows baseball better than I do, and I would never claim to know baseball as much as Slap Sucks Nate. But um, when I think of Mickey Mantle, like just when I think about Mickey Mantle, I think about this picture. When I think about Jordan, I don't think about that picture. I think about like the dunk contest or like, like well, that push, the you push off to, one. You weren't old enough to watch Mickey Mantle. I wasn't old enough to watch Jordan either. So like – where does that make sense? I mean, more highlights of Jordan. You can get highlights on YouTube of Jordan, and you can also you also would have watched Jordan play at least last couple of years of the Bulls and on the Wizards, probably. No, but I didn't. Where? Yeah. What are you? What would you say is like the Mike the Mike uh, Mickey Mantle like image? It's that. I mean, it's that because you know. Would anybody... you say that for Jordan too? No, that's why his Nike. That, so that's best. my point. This is my point. It's a Jordan logo, man. It's a jump, man. I mean, that's kind of similar. Yeah. Oh, 
Pete so and Nick Foles. It says there was a Fleer 61-62 set. Well, okay. So that's when it came back. It's when it came back, yeah. 86. Yeah. The resurgence. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in that sense, yeah, you have first remade year of Fleer. But Fleer is not an iconic brand like Topps is. So. Wow. Hey, Jordan. Uh, Nate and I were just talking today that we actually want the Cardinals to beat the Dodgers. But I'm not sure anymore after that comment. Jordan Are the Brewers did the Brewers make the playoffs? I'm not even kidding. Yeah, we we won the division. We had the same amount of wins as you did, Lou. I don't watch the NL, so I wouldn't know. Rude. It's a lot like when I think of champions. Brewers don't come to mind. Well, let's just wait and see. Hopefully, we can do something this year. You know what? I I, I agree. I wanted the Cardinals to beat the Dodgers because it's absurd to me that Justin Turner's the seventh hitter in their lineup. But just because of that, I would like the Cardinals to bow out very quickly. Are we going to talk baseball on this show? There's there's definitely some baseball coming up. Okay, good. Actually, it might be this very next slide. It is Jordan Alvarez. So we have three underrated, overrated here. Everyone in the chat, feel free to throw in some opinions. The first underrated, overrated is going to be Topps Dynasty as a product. They have the rookie logo on 2020 Topps Dynasty. They also had on 2019. They, they did not in 2018. This RPA of Jordan Alvarez numbered at 10 on card. So for $265. Underrated, overrated, Lou. Tops Dynasty. Tops Dynasty is a criminally underrated product. I will 1,000% agree because there's nothing in baseball from Tops that is like an RPA, like an NT, other than Dynasty. And the cards are beautiful, too. And people awesome. love to say that like they hate event-worn and like all that. This is Dynasty's game-worn, right? Uh, I don't know about this specific card from 2020. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, I think Dynasty is typically a game-worn thing. Maybe go ch check out my Kesson Hira, but yeah, I think so too. I do agree with that. I'd like to point out that not only is Dynasty underrated, though I do still prefer my my Bowman. If I was spending $265, I'd go for a Bowman Bowman card. doesn't make patches, though. But, yeah. well, I get it, I get it. But, I, I you know, it's not my it's not my first love. Fair. Um, but uh, also... Jordan Alvarez is criminally underrated. That was it's the unbelievable. Next one. It's the unbelievable. Next one was Jordan Alvarez underrated, overrated? Yeah. He, you know who else is really under? Uh, never mind. I'm not going to do an Astros thing. But he's very, very, very underrated. He's extremely. I, I, his prices. He had a fine year. His prices went down. Oh, this is a fire take from Cards, Coins, and Crypto. Jordan is a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Agree. That's that's a hundred percent a fact. Already retires tomorrow and he's in. Uh, we have a lot of underrateds on Topps Dynasty. Uh, we have a underrated if knees hold up. Are we worried about his health? He's going to be a DH only guy sooner rather than later. In my opinion. I see. Got you. And then the last underrated overrated is the Astros fan base. Underrated overrated. Nate. Uh, one second before we move on. Jordan Alvarez is currently averaging five wins above replacement in his young career through his age 24 season per season. Now he's played three years, but he's super, super, super injured last year. Um, so just take that with what you will. Averaging five wins above replacement over a 162 game season. Is that a lot? Years old. Yeah. Tell, tell us what we should think of that, Nate. I have no idea what that means. Nate. Um, that basically means he is. Uh, let's put it this way. Two wins of rugby replacement is nice. Three to like four is a very good player. Um, like a Justin Turner right now, like a Justin Turner from this year. So you're saying he's the best player in baseball. Uh five is like an all-star. Six, seven, your borderline MVP candidacy. 
and then like seven, eight, nine, ten, you will probably be the MVP. So he's very good. Doctor Monopoly says Astros fans can eat pennies. Can you block that person? I would ask that you block that person. (laughs) I can, but I won't. Fine. Um, I. Uh, he might be able to actually. <laughs> don't don't tempt him. Don't tempt him. <laughs> As for Astro fans, uh, my only experience is with Lou, and I see him tweet out passive aggressive things all the time on Twitter. So I'm gonna say uh, they're passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm definitely the most passive aggressive Astros fan I know. I was gonna say I think Lou's just a very passive aggressive person. Yeah, totally... that's totally true. I'm so aggressive and like. Just straight up aggressive. Abrasive is the word I would use to describe myself. Like, especially when I want to be. Like, when you're talking about the Yankees, like criminal cheaters, like, this is how I get. But you want them to win. I did want them to win. Why? Um, I want to kill them myself is the real reason. My dad also had a really nice parlay going, so I was like fired <laughs> okay. up for my dad. The real, the real truth comes out. Yeah. No, no, no. The real reason is I want them. I want them out. My, I want to kill them myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate stuck this one in here. Next underrated, overrated, we have everyone but Lou here. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Card Collector 2, myself, uh, Slab Sox, Nate, and Tyler Schmidt. Lou, give us your underrated, overrated on this uh, line of gentlemen here. Okay, cool. I'm going to go Ryan Johnson, underrated. I'm going to go Aaron Nowak, underrated. I'm going to go Nate Rodabaugh, overrated. I'm going to go Tyler Schmidt, underrated. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. I uninvite you. From, to the Packer game. Well, yeah. you don't have control over that, so I don't even no. care. I was going to say, Nate, since when do you have tickets? <laughs> <laughs> since when do you have tickets, Aaron? <laughs> like, um, secondhand. You, you you don't have them at all. <laughs> Neither do you. I hope your parents, <laughs> I hope your parents never take you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but after this, I went to my last Packer game ever yesterday, actually. Good game, though. Wait, what? give reasons. Give reasons. Why is oh, Ryan for for Ryan is underrated because I think people respect him for being a very smart person. I don't think he gets enough respect for how open to change he is and how uncommon that is in cards. I agree. Um, Man's been doing everything to morph with the industry for the last 10 years. Yeah. He just like, doesn't care really about like, here's how I like to do it. He doesn't really care about that. He kind of like, is this is what it is. I'm going to do it this way. You know? So he's good for that. Um, Aaron, you know, I'm not sure if you've met him before, Nate, but he built this company called Slab Stocks. It's a really nice company, super good kid, great family, great parents. Um, when you talk about Nate, you're talking about a guy who's like obsessed with like Bowman Chrome and like Bowman Paper rookie. So like he's a pumper in that way, which is unfortunate. Um, but which is unfortunate. <laughs> it's something you want to avoid, but it's just the way it is. And then like Aaron kind of gives him some legitimacy. So in that way, he might go back down to properly rated. Um, as far as Tyler Schmidt, again, one of the smartest people I know. Uh, he's helped me a lot in my career and in life in general. Um, and I think he, Tyler's brain is sometimes so con- it's so big that like I even get lost. So <laughs> like, like the smartest guy ever. How can you get lost? Luke? No, it's not true. Don't try to make me sound like I'm like an asshole, like a bad guy. Um, <laughs> but um, Tyler is very very smart, and I don't give him enough credit, so I'm going to give him credit right now. There you go. Hey Jordan, thank you. Uh, 
I don't know if we're lumping Lou into that or not, but if we're not, I think that Nate's the one that's uh, la- la- the one that's left out. <laughs> Make this pick an NFT, and we'll see what's what. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's one ETH. Uh, here we go, really quick on the Brady one of one take underrated. He is still an active player. Will only be twenty fourish years that will ever be true. In twenty five years, facts can fire out all the one ones they want, but to me, it won't match or it won't mean much. All right, <laughs> I'm looking at human centipede. All right, moving on. Lou, we've got Ooh. a 2019 top series two foil rookie PSA 10 that sold for $611.37 yesterday. Why is this card here? Hmm. Great card. Um, I'll let you you can explain it. Uh, hmm. Nate, go for it. Hmm, 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 hmm. Lou. My memory might be a little bit faulty, but I feel like there was somebody in this chat that owned a top Series 2 foil PSA 10. And then I feel like there was somebody else in this chat that said, whatever you do, hold that card. And then somebody sure. else in this chat proceeded to sell that card like the next day. So here's what happened. I had a bo- I had a one box left of top Series 2, a product that I had purchased because Gary's my boss, his cards were in that set. So I had some boxes and I was sitting at home one day bored and I was like, man, I'll just rip a box of tops series Two, 2019. This will be fun. I'll get some Gary cards. I pulled a rainbow foil Tatis out of there. This is a long time ago. This is like an hour, like an hour, like a year and a half ago at this point. Um, and so I get it back and it's a PSA 10 and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sell it. Like whatever. I'll just take the money and I'll go buy something else with it. I think I sold it for $250 and then it promptly promptly shot up to like 850 dude yeah these are way higher than 611 by the way you could have sold for probably close to a thousand yeah i was gonna say they jumped up they like literally i sold it and then, like two weeks later they were like by the time i got delivered to this guy they were like 700 bucks um so yeah unfortunate i think rainbow foils are underrated I agree, man. Especially Nate, talk about how many or how much like damage is on those 2020 rainbow foils. Remember oh. some of those 2020 ones? Those things were just mauled. I pulled I pulled two um Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy uh rainbow foils, and both of them had chipping on their edges all Crazy. over the place. And it's like obviously, you know, Sean Murphy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if that's a Tatis or somebody like that, that's you know tough. And so you get a good grade on a Tatis or and yeah, by Jordan Alvarez, anybody like that, that's a solid card that people, I think, unfairly lump in with, um, you know, base or when you're looking at Topps Chrome and they refractor prices have gone down, X fractor prices have gone down, Prism uh, fractor prices have gone down, and they unfairly lump them in. In my with- opinion, these are better than all those combined. I agree. And people are like, Rainbow Foils are dumb, and I don't get it. No, this is I- one of the most beautiful looking flagship rookie cards there is. I think I totally think I'd rather have an X fractor, though. X Factor is pretty darn rare, so I can see where you're coming from there. At least PSA tens are pretty rare of that. But I do love would a good you ra- foil. Would you rather have a rainbow foil or a Toss Chrome refractor? Rainbow foil. Oh, rainbow for foil sure. all day. I think a lot of people would disagree with you, or at least they used to, and I think that's very weird because it's a much nicer card. Yeah, well, let's see what the chat says. Hey, if, would you rather have a 2019 Topps Chrome Tatis Refractor Rookie PSA 10 or a 2019 Tatis Top Series 2 foil PSA 10? I feel like that the Tatis foils are way tougher uh, pulls too. You know, they make a lot of that flagship stuff compared to Topps Chrome. And I feel like that the pull rates are very difficult in it as well. Uh, we've got a baseball question here for Nate, and we'll lump Lou into this also. Who's your biggest – Nate, do you got something to say? Yeah, one second. Um, before we get to that, 
I feel like a lot of it is because there's a lot of people that were into the prism market before they got into the baseball market and they just like the chrome finish and therefore refractor and foil look the same. They're going to take the chrome card as opposed to the paper card. I think that's a great reason on why it is like it is. But I'm, you know, I think that there's also a lot of people in here who collect baseball, like, you know, Peeps and Tarek and uh, Jerry and Jim say all foil. And then uh, yeah. Axe says refractor. Axe, I'd be curious to see if you collect uh, basketball as well. I mean, it's a good point that Nate brings up. Uh, but bouncing really quick to what Will said, who's the, your biggest underrated player in baseball? To Will, it's Jose Ramirez. He does it all, but doesn't get any hobby love. Both you two give your biggest under or your most underrated player in the hobby. In the hobby, not in the game of baseball. I'd say in the hobby based on that they're good at baseball. Something I'll like give that. mine first and skydive beat it to me or beat me to it. It's Trey Turner. It's Trey Turner all day long. He finished the year with 28, 28 home runs and 30 or 32 stolen bases. Like he was two home runs away from a 30, 30 season um, as a dude that like nobody projected to have power out of college. He does. He plays really good defense. He's insanely fast. Uh, he led the league in batting average. He won the NL uh, batting average title. Um, and yet you can get a Bowman Chrome auto of his for under a hundred dollars, which is nuts. It's nuts. You can't get a Hedbert Perez who hasn't played above. Who's barely played an a ball for under a hundred dollars, but you I can get Trey Turner, a potential MVP candidate for under a hundred dollars. Hedbert Perez is the best Brewers hitting prospect, young hitting prospect. So like globally irrelevant, but big deal to you guys. It's a big deal to us, but not, dude, his not. stuff sells pretty well, so it is a bigger deal. I am joking. I'm joking with you, <laughs> Lou. Give your take, um, real quick. You know I hate Trey Turner, right? Because of the World Series, or what? Do you know what happened? Do you remember what happened in the World Series? Was it when they came back and hit the home run or something? In one of those no, games? that's a different guy who I also oh, yeah. hate forever. His name's Howie Kendrick. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Trey Turner. There was a game. They had like a review in the middle of the game. And it didn't go their way. And Trey Turner just like threw a fit in the middle of the World Series. And like Joe Torre was there and he was like pointing at Joe Torre. It was so weird. It was such weird fucking freaking behavior. And I don't like that guy. I'm getting close to cursing, but I'm not. You're you're stopping halfway through. I think that that's a win. That's a huge win for me. <laughs> Considering I couldn't hold Gary down in our live stream together. At least you're, doing, you're hitting right. better than him right now. My oh, most. I... Go ahead. What? Nope. Go. Cool. Oh, I was gonna say. It. So Jim said Rafael Devers, and I don't pay attention to baseball enough to like sit here and give a definitive like most underrated player in baseball. But I will say, for the last like three years or two years since Mookie Betts left, I've been impressed with how awesome he's been with a team that lost their MVP and their star player, and he just hits huge home runs. He hit that huge home run in them. That's such a clutch home run against the Nationals to avoid the 163. Uh, I I love his market compared to prospects right now and i'm also a devers fan because people are trying to tell us lou and i know everyone can have their own opinion so i don't mean to say like someone's wrong but the 2015 rafael devers bowman chrome auto is not worth buying because it doesn't have the first logo on it well he doesn't have any other bowman chrome autographs that's a silly take that's also just like a bowman thing yeah exactly yeah. like that's just a longevity no one cares if it as a first or not if it's their first autograph also he's 24 years old and somebody told us that that was the top of how well he's ever going to do which is the same thing I heard for Giannis um, from the age of 21 through the age of 26. Um, it's ridiculous when people are like, oh, this is how, you know, he hit 30 home runs and 30 doubles. He's not going to do any better. But that's neither here nor there. Lou needs to give us his uh, his answer. He did. What? Wait, no, he did? did? No, he didn't. 
I was going to say Devers. My backup answer would be Matt Olson. Oh, I jumped um, in line. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I was going to say, I was actually going to say Devers. My backup would probably be Matt Olson. And then I'm just going to go with an Astro because it's like third on the list, Kyle Tucker. Um, I think Matt Olson is very underrated. I think he plays on the West Coast. So a lot of people don't know who that guy is. Um, but he's a very good player. I don't know this off the top of my head, but if I had a guess, he's probably very highly rated in war. Um, I, I just think that guy's underrated. And I think he plays for a a really bad team that's run poorly and it's full of losers. But if he was on the <laughs> East coast, athletics, dude. losers, uh, he, if he played for like the Yankees or the Red Sox or whatever, like he'd be a much more popular player. Oh, that, I think that's like a lot of different MLB players. I but that was me- that's, run that's, poorly from a, from a business standpoint and not a on field standpoint. Um, I would because say both on field. They've been great and they were not like, really great at what had, they had like 88 wins this year and their payroll is always minuscule. They won a Mickey Mouse AL West championship doesn't count. They had 88 wins and they didn't make the playoffs. Congrats. Bro, your players bang trash cans. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so did the A's that it's not Mouse. as good at it. Yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse AL West. Like it doesn't count like a, like the COVID year doesn't count. That is true. I mean, there were a lot of players that did play. Oh, okay, so it's a Mickey Mouse championship. That's what I'm saying. Um, wait, back to your Kyle Tucker thing. Remember on that guy? This is a very classic example of dudes that like don't play well right when they get called up. Mm-hmm. And then people start hating him like crazy, like Wander Franco, who is now going to be one of the best players in baseball for the next like 10 years. People were like, just saying this guy's a total bust, and now he's just set the record for most on base and stuff. Uh, oh, Nate, Luke. I know you love this Luke. take from Brett. Eloy might be one of those guys. He's got a chance to showcase his bat and make an impact in the playoffs. Yes. I'm all over Eloy. It's unfortunate. I've been aboard the Eloy hype train for uh, a good long while, and then he injured himself, and it was disappointing. But uh, consider me still aboard the Eloy hype train and ready for him to steamroll whoever he faces in the AL playoffs. Do you think think the White Sox win that series? Because I'm kind of 50-50. I, hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Paducah's it's hard, agrees it's hard to play on any of these teams. It's pretty much like any team could win outside of like the Dodgers, who are impossibly good. They were impossibly good before they got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, and now they're more impossibly good. Yeah, that's crazy. Not worried about um, them. Bazooka Tom uh, is in agreement on Kyle Tucker. Lou, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Um, Go forward about four years. Jose Altuve is close mm-hmm. to retirement. Um, Guriel is close to retirement or retired. You have Carlos Correa gone. Um, wow. Alex Bregman is, uh, let's say he's gone. And you have, you have, What's going on? <laughs> let's, let's just assume he's gone. Your team's just done for, bro. He has like five more years on his contract. Okay. Go back. I get let's, it. Let's assume. let's assume for the sake of this. Yes. And you have Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez. Who are you choosing as the face of the Astros? Jordan. I think he's way cooler. You think? Yeah, Tucker's cool. His swing is wild. He like I the way he swings the bat just like confuses me. But I think Jordan hits like cooler home runs and is just like generally a cooler person. Is, so is Jordan a Jordan athlete? I don't know. I thought he was for some reason. Sometimes helps no with idea. popularity. All right, next one. We got a lot more to go. Instagram overrated, underrated today. Instagram crashed for like six to seven hours or something. I think it came back kind of right before down? this live stream today. I couldn't post anything though. Um, 
just a little fun joke in here. Uh, it, it sounded pretty serious though. I remember two and a half years ago, I went down for about like a full day, but people are talking about like being deleted offline, off it's of up. the internet and stuff. Oh, there it says Shane Air Yordan. It's a great nickname. Is it working, Lou? Can you confirm? It is. It working. is working. I oh. haven't reset my Instagram all day, so I had like a thing from this morning. Anyway, got you. Well, Instagram's back, so if anyone wants to catch our content on there later, you can now do so, I suppose. But today, there's nothing going. All right, this is uh kind of hitting on what Nate brought up earlier, and this is just absolutely insane to me. So we've got 2018. This is uh 18th year Tom Brady cards. Prism, silver, PSA 9. While these were extremely short print compared to basketball, PSA 9 sold for 3750 on September 28th. And the day before, a white sparkle, which is like short print of 20 or less, sold for $1,550, non graded Keep in mind. Just thoughts on this in general, Lou. I, I, to me, this says two things. Two things very, very, very clearly. And I actually want to talk about it on Card Talk tomorrow. So, you know, tune in Wednesday for further thoughts. But... um. This just continued to me. This speaks to two things. Like I said, number one, PSA, the value of a PSA slab is immeasurable, especially in situations like this, where of course the silver is short printed and blah, 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 blah. But like this, these two prices have no business being what they are. The secondary thing I would say is I don't think a lot of people understand what white sparkle is. Do you think um, people think it might be like disco where it's like eh, fast break disco parallel. Not only do I think that I not only do I think people think that I think that all the time when I'm scrolling eBay. If I scroll by a thing and it looks like something else, there's too many parallels, dude. Like it's like I don't know what's going on. Like fast break disco, disco, like laser. Like it's enough. And they brought that up to me before the stream. Also, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, silver, silver. People go out for their silvers, especially in 2018 when there's probably you know a handful of them printing compared to basketball and compared to 2019 silvers and everything. Uh, now, also, I think that the price 2018 Prism Silver PSA 9 is insane at 3750 uh, Anyone in the comments, let us know what you think on these two these two sales right here. Uh, I'd be intrigued to see what that white sparkle grades for. I think that's the intriguing part of it, about this totally. because I'm looking at the centering and not going to lie, it doesn't look real great. Left to right, it does not look real great. Um, and top to bottom, it also doesn't look real great either. So if that thing were to grade like a 7 or an 8, you know, like maybe – yeah, but like I, I don't know. I love rarity, and it's hard to pass on a white sparkle for so that price. Let me just pull out the take here. The Tom Brady's 2018 Silver Prism population total is 21. Uh, there's all 11, graded. Yes, there's 11 tens and nine nines, one eight. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So white sparkle. There are eight tens, four nines, and one eight, and that's it. Wow, so it's pretty comparable. Oh, they're actually pretty. Yeah, close. the population is, is decently close. I still think you make the argument that white sparkle is generally speaking a more sought after thing. Yeah. The other side of that argument is like people love, like you were saying, people love silver prisms, etc. So it's not as far apart as we think. But right, and the the next question is, should people even care about these 2018 Tom Brady cards? I mean, we can't tell people what they can and cannot care about. But in your opinion, Lou, do you care about a 2018 Prism Tom Brady card, or can you reason to why people would care? Um, I can reason myself there off the top of my head. I can't picture buying a PSA nine Tom Brady silver for myself. Yeah. Um, but I can see how people get there. I've well, learned to not, this. I've learned to not, um, take my initial perspective as like the correct perspective. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a different way to look at it. And when you get Brady collectors in a room together and there's only exactly. 20, 
there's only 20 to 25 PSA slabs of a silver. There's no saying what's going to sell for, well, you know, and PSA seven rookie cards from Bowman Chrome. The last buy now. sold on September 20th for $2,500, you know, there's a lot more Bowman Chromes like we've been saying than these types of cards out there. But also there's all the other years of silvers, all the other years of hypers and whatever other parallel you can come up with, you know? So there's, it's a, it's a difficult situation to make decisions on, I guess. I, I guess the other thing I would say is like, well, why else is it that much? Like, do we really think that people are pumping Tom Brady silvers? Like, is that what's happening? The only way that people would do that is if they own like tons of the other ones that are not right. as high pop or that are way higher population. They can move more of them, you know? And that's a chance because I did see some people, I did see some people post their story like, well, what about the 2016 and the 2017 and 2019 now that the 2018 is like way up there? So you never know, man. People can create storylines off of anything, really. Totally. But I think at that, I, I also like, you know, I think you can always make the pumping argument when you see a price that you feel is out of whack. But like when you're talking about a car, like we just did the numbers, like I, I have a hard time believing that people are like actively pumping this card. Yeah, but like maybe I'm wrong. I guess let me put it this way. I was like buying and trading 2020 Prism Color Blast cards of like Mason Mount, Greenwood, and Grealish. And one more player I can't remember in the range of this card right here for months. That makes this just, seem way cheaper. And that's be because there's like 10 or less slabs of each, you know, like. And I don't think those are pumped either. The Color Blast Soccer, I don't think they were. I was collecting them and trading with other people. But I guess my point is, is that it's just a roundabout way to say, like, when you have something that there's, like, 20 of, it's a very easy way to reason to people wanting it. Totally. Like, yeah. I I learned that with my Aaron Ashby the other day. Did I not, Aaron? <laughs> they did. And you, yeah. will, you all will hear it more in a video to come later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this white sparkle, do you think it matters that the only way you can get white sparkles is through the white sparkle packs through like Panini points on Panini.com? I think that hurts it. And therefore, your average person can't pull it from a box or a blaster? Heck yeah. And People don't know what it is really unless you get it. the pack. I mean, look at like Nebula cards. They sell nice for how short printed they are, but they're not Nebula. Um, yeah, Nebula? What's they're the beautiful. Weird they're out of choice. Tie-dye one. I thought there was like not tie-dye, but... Uh, Tiger Strike? Cosmic. Cosmic, thank you. Cosmic. Yeah, Cosmic is in... Is See in, that brain? <laughs> cosmic brain right there. I feel like you just brain-blasted like uh, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> yep. All over the place. But yeah, so that's all I got. I got you. Um, my Mahomes 2018 Prism BGS 9.5 number to 275 is a fraction of these prices. SMH, I think that that's the hyper, like the blue and yellow hyper potentially. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would rather have 2018 Prism Mahomes cards, but I'm not a Brady fan at all, so makes sense. Nate, this is a fun one. Walk us through this. All right. There's a two-part question here there, Lou. Number one, Otani. Overrated, underrated? I'll never say any another bad word about Shohei Otani as long as I live. Like, I made the mistake of being like, hey, maybe three months is not like how you judge a person's career, but he had an unbelievable year. So I, I will say Otani is properly rated at the moment because I would love to see what happens next year. I like it. Um, and then second question, if Vlad had won the triple crown, does he deserve the MVP or does Otani deserve it? Because Vlad neither pitches nor runs bases very well. 
I would say Otani deserves it. There you go. To be I the most valuable many, player is like I'm I'm glad I'm glad you agree because I had so many people that are like, Oh, yeah, but Vlad triple crown. I'm like, so I'm like, the triple crown is usually an MVP winner, but you don't usually go up against a guy who hits 46 home runs and also throws a three three ERA in 130 innings. You know what's weird though? Like Baseball has a pitcher only award, but they don't have a hitter only award. They have the they have the uh, Hank Aaron award. Yeah, but like we're nobody, not talking about the Hank Aaron award every year. No, nobody, no cares. offense. Yeah, so Baby, like it's my guy, Hank Aaron. <laughs> uh, yeah, like no offense to Hank, you know, but like ultimately, no one really cares about that. So it's kind of a tough spot where he kind of like broke the system because you can make an argument that like he should be judged on the merits of each side and only be eligible for each side of the award. But if there's not a hitting only award, then it's not fair. Yeah. And, and, and it's an true. He is, he was not, he was not the best hitter in the league. Might be a top 10 hitter, but he wasn't a top, you know, he wasn't number one and he was not a top five pitcher in the league. Like he's, he's not the best at either one of the things he does, but when you combine it together, he becomes the best player in the league uh, by a pretty long shot. Yeah, it's Peep pretty says, easy. What? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, Peep says nine more for a tiny this year. That's what really seals it. Do we know what uh, Vlad's was, Nate, offhand? Uh, I thought it was in the sevens, but I could be wrong. Probably around there. Uh, second half of the question. What? Oh, and then second half of the question, the one I really wanted you to answer the uh, Bowman Chrome rookie uh, craze really blew up this year. And so you have a Bowman Chrome rookie, PSA 10. And remember, he has two Bowman Chrome rookies, right? And he also has two Topps Chrome rookies, Topps Chrome, Topps Chrome update. So it's pretty similar there. And you have his purple out of 250, PSA 10, $1,525, October 2nd. And this one was like a month earlier, but $1,500 for a purple PSA 10 out of 299. Where do you stand on the Bowman Chrome rookie market? And should it be as close as it is to the top Chrome market or should it be ahead? So this is another weird thing where Otani is just breaking the system because I would typically say Bowman Chrome rookies. I don't get that whole thing. I don't get why people like those cards. When people were telling me that they were selling for so much money, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, wait, really quick. Just for people who aren't baseball collectors. So normally the Bowman Chrome with the first logo, the prospect cards are super sought after ones. These are released once they're rookies in the MLB with the rookie logo, like their tops rookies. And in the past, no one used to care about these cards, like at all. No one. No one. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, typically, I would say, like, I don't care about that. And the answer is easily the the tops chrome. But then as we're talking about it, I'm looking at it. It's like, there's going to be people who want the first time he's hitting. There's going to be people who want the first time he's pitching. There's going to be people who want, you know what I mean? So, like, he's he has so many different because he's so weird as a player. He has so many different avenues for people who want to collect his cards that like, I kind of think it's fair for both to be around the same price. I like that. I actually, I like that a lot because I, uh, thank you. I didn't, I've never actually thought about that where you're like, I love Otani as a hitter. You look up to him as a hitter. You don't really want his tops Chrome card where he's pitching. Hey, this is how much people didn't care about Bowman Chrome rookies. I doubt he might be talking about Otani specifically. This is probably just like the other guys like a Kyle Tucker. Uh, I was throwing them away when ripping, LOL. And that is very true. Man, how many Bowman Chrome cards do you pull that were rookie logo? You didn't just shove in a box, a drawer, or whatever, and not care about them at all. Because there's a lot of people that did that. And that's why I think 
you probably see a lack of these graded. It doesn't mean there's a lack of them in production, in circulation. There's just not that many graded, which has led to the pop being so much lower. So then you see that like $1,000 base PSA 10 Bowman Chroma Batani hitting. That card makes no sense to me. I can't understand it. The base Bowman Chrome like that one when it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's so weird, but it kind of makes sense in terms of it doesn't make sense in terms of the number. I do think the number is probably a little too high, but I can also rationalize it in that like it's the first time he's hitting, it's the first time he's like that kind of. And can he get doesn't there. have a first first prospect logo too. That's the other thing. It's so unfortunate that he doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, he does have the 2017 World Baseball Classic Mega Box card. Yeah, when but his that's spelled wrong. Yeah, his name spelled wrong. That? Do you care about I think that? it's kind of funny, but <laughs> gotcha. Well, then, Lou, I is it safe to assume that you're uh overrated on Bowman rookies globally like in terms so of like general between these two? How about that? And everyone in the comments, too, sound off right now, please. Which one do you choose, Bowman Chrome Purple PSA 10 or Tops Chrome Purple PSA 10? Both are on the same value. I would probably pick the Tops Chrome because I think it's a nicer card, Nate. It's weird how close it is, actually. It is. I mean, I feel like my heart wants to go with Topps Chrome, but then I look at Topps Chrome prices lately, and they're, I mean, especially, I guess, 2021 class, they're trash. They're trash prices um, compared to, you know, what Bowman Chrome Bowman cards are fetching. Um, and I just feel like people are starting to veer towards Bowman more than they are Topps Chrome. We've and got so, a lot of Topps Chrome comments down in the in the comments section. Aaron, right do here. you remember? Actually, probably Nate as well. Do you remember when I was asking you guys why people like Topps Chrome baseball over Topps flagship baseball? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of debate two years ago, and people were going nuts for either update or for Chrome. I mean, Nate can't talk to this dude. The amount of times that's flip flopped in the past four years is ridiculous. People will go all in on the update rookies, then they'd be like, "No, the Chrome rookies." No, no, the update rookies. Yeah, I've never understood it because it's like I just thought flagship was like clearly better and i was and people were like you're an idiot and i was like okay and then i never talked about it again <laughs> well i think it's again i think it's the same thing that happened you got collectors that started in football and basketball coming to baseball and they don't want a paper card they associate tops flagship with probably donruss and they'll look at they'll look at tops chrome as optic and let me tell you this let me tell you this i think for a while it was tops chrome is cool tops chrome is the thing you know people want the top chrome update yelich but once Mike Trout's rookie, his update PSA 10 paper reached like three, four grand, two, three, four grand, people were all in on the update train. And there were people who like, I'm sure didn't understand the difference between series one, series two and update. And they would just write off any rookies in series one or series two, no matter who it was, because they didn't have an update rookie. And they didn't really understand maybe what update. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I bet you there's people out there that didn't buy 2019 to, uh, series two Tatis because of that. Yeah, yeah. And they bought update to tease also because they just fact. thought it was a separate, uh, like its own special thing. Fun fact, Lou. I don't know if you ever knew this. I only just found this out like a month ago because someone posted their story. Do you know Fernando Tatis's dad had the exact same pose in his exact same card in like two thousand and two tops? You're lying. Do you have you ever seen this? No. I'm sharing it right now on the computer because I could not believe when I saw this. I'm like, I now understand why he has a horizontal card. And so uh, is that the reason they did it? Mm -hmm. 99.99% sure. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, dude, it makes the card so much cooler. Here we go. I'm going to share it right now. You're, you're about to just be in awe. I can't believe I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. Check this out. Here we go. 
No way. Yeah. Now, Aaron, get us a Tatis card just for just for uh, kicks and gigs. All right. Oh, that's so cool. I know. Now get that PSA 10. It get the Tatis PSA 10. Set up a little uh, display. Well, and they like here we go. I'll just make it. it work, Aaron. I'm I'm making it work, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. All right. So you saw that one. Yeah. Now we're gonna see ingrained into my brain. Yep. Wow, that's so cool. That's awesome. I cool wish I knew that? that. I wish I knew that. I love then. it. I, I didn't know it until like a month ago. Someone posted. I can't remember who posted it, but I was just like so shocked. I was like, that is like, I got kind of like goosebumps when I saw that. You remember? I the mean, uproar? you just saw my reaction. I was so excited. Yeah. You remember the uproar when uh, Tatis had a sideways card and uh, everyone's like, oh, this, yes. this is going to detract from his value long term because it's sideways and people only want horizontal. Yeah. Uh, if I was a huge baseball fan, I have like a bunch of Tatis rookies. I go buy a two dollar Tatis senior card right away on eBay. Hundred percent. I'm definitely gonna buy one. <laughs> it's so cool. You look at JR stacks right here. Now I want seniors card in a ten. That'd be a sweet PSA ten. That green border card. We that is so sick. All right, uh, we have got not a whole lot of time left, but we're gonna make time for what's necessary. And we're just gonna start ripping through these things, okay? Because this was right, kind of I think it. up to our point of like really debates we want to hone in on. Now we're just gonna go. A little rapid fire. I'm ready. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Bad time to bring up rapid fire. <laughs> we got we Formula One Sapphire PSA 10 Lewis Hamilton. Lou, give me a synopsis really quick on why this card's trended down 27% while Formula One boxes have seemingly got hotter than ever in the last two months. Um, also, I'm not in a huge rush if you are not. So I'm good right. to hang. No, I'm, I'm good. I didn't know if you had to stick to the schedule. No, we'll hang. I'm down to hang. All right. Um, why do I think this card has gone down? I would say probably because there's more of them available on eBay, number one, just from they just weren't as available before. And then the other part of it was that he was in a championship race where it seemed like he wasn't going to win for a while. I think now he's kind of taking it back. But yeah, well, here's my theory is that like and I'm, I fell victim to this myself. Keep in mind. So I was a novice coming into Formula One when my dad really got into it. And I knew that Sapphire cards were extremely tough grades without understanding how tough of grades the color was versus the base. That's a great point. It's 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 extremely different. Extremely different. It's not even close, actually. You know, at first I thought that all of them were tough grades. Well, Sapphire, while the 10s are not, like, insanely plentiful, like a Luka Doncic, like, they're going to be – I think I still think they're going to be saw after in the future, the Sapphire 10s of Hamilton Verstappen. Oh, uh, there were a lot more that got 10s over the last two months. So I bought Verstappen at, like, 1300 bucks, which isn't, like, the worst buy in the world. It's not like the worst, but they're definitely around like 11 now. And more uh, more of these got graded, more of them got 10s, and now the price is down. But I guess my whole point to bring this up was that uh, it's very key, and I try to hammer this point home, Lou, and I think you probably agree. It's like you got it with all your might. Like you said, you know, the the passion buying. I passionately bought a Max Verstappen after watching my first few Formula 1 races. It's like just hold off because you know that more 10s are going to come out. You just know. <laughs> you know what's weird, though, about that? We were so early, like that initial like jump up that happened. Yeah. It was hard to tell. Like we were just in the forest and we were yeah. like trying to figure out what the moves are. So I don't hold it against you for for buying that max. Oh, but no, I'm you know if I don't get more than my paper, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm just gonna yeah. hold on to it. Like there's no point in selling a 24 year old dude who just has his first card. You know who's gonna be the best in racing for the next 10 well, years probably. Because George Russell is terrible. Okay. 
just messing around with you. <laughs> I know. Uh, but that brings me to, to the more of the uh, underrated, overrated. And oh. I want to go between two things here, Lou. One, sealed wax. The other one, PSA 8s of color from Formula One. And this can also apply to soccer for Sapphire, too, because the color was jacked up in Sapphire soccer also. First, go with the wax. Do you think – and that was a, an auction sale from September 21st. There were a, there was a buy it now recently, like 1600 for a Topps Chrome Formula One box. I remember in May when I was in Miami, these were about $425. Mm-hmm. I remember in August when I was in the Dells, they were about $700. I remember then like right after they're 900 now they're 1500 bucks. like overrated, underrated on this wax, Lou. They were 550 the National. I almost bought a case. Um, sad. Sad boy. Sad. Um, I would say – I've gone back and forth on this. I've thought about this a lot over the last week, especially. Um, I think now the price point where it is matches where the energy is, right? So like I would call it properly rated in terms of like pricing. Um, the other side of this coin is like, if you're going to buy a box of tops Chrome F1 right now and you're ripping it at 1500, that's it's close to a questionable decision. That's super and then risky. it's super risky. It was so not risky at 500. It's, officially risky at 15 um the question becomes if you're gonna buy this box and stick it in your closet for 10 years how are you gonna feel at 1500 in 10 years it's really hard to say let me tell you this 2017 top Trump champions league soccer was the first set ever made for champions league soccer that set got up to around 35 50 four thousand dollars a box now it's down to about i say 26 2700 um i'd say a pretty similar set in regard uh to the market space and how much totally I would say, and this is a thought I haven't fully baked out yet, but soccer and that set specifically came out at a very, it came out at like the perfect storm moment for cards. So I think it's a little different in that way. Like, I think we're a little bit more mature as a, as a marketplace. Um, But I don't disagree. That's, that's a fair point. Uh, And then also anyone in the comments right now, sound off overall in formula one, since I know not that many people might be completely, into uh formula one just let us know if you think it's overrated or underrated and seeing these prices comparing it to different uh you know markets places right now as Lou's flexing his george russell base cards um, settle down that's a refractor settle down that's a <laughs> refractor ahead, and a 70th oh wait wait right. really quick we got the goat uh u.s soccer breaks austin in the house good to see oh you. he's got some insane stuff lando norris yeah, refractor auto uh lou how yeah, you is. incredibly so actually wait that was my last point about the, the wax hasn't like a lot of the one of ones been pulled already? Yeah, I haven't seen the Verstappen Super Auto one of one, but I did see the Hamilton. So uh, that'll hurt the the wax long term, I would think, right? And we were talking about this on Nate's post. Nate, do you? Oh wait, no, not in Nate's post. That was uh maybe in like our group message or something with Dave's cards thirty two. He's mentioning like I don't get why. Oh, it's about the Mahomes wax. It was on my Mahomes NT case post where he's like, I don't get why wax doesn't go down value when the expected value goes down because the better cards come out. You know, yeah, but, it's like a weird line to walk. Yeah, Nate, you had something to say? Um, yeah, I have a quick question. Lewis Hamilton's pretty old, right? He actually is. Yeah, he's like thirty-seven or something like 36, that. Thirty-six. Yeah, thirty-seven. Um, so he's gonna retire at some point, presumably. And in theory, um, what? In theory. In theory, yeah, you would think. And along with retirement, Netflix Drive to Survive is eventually going to end one would assume and so Never. for me Bro, infinity episodes <laughs> yes perfect well then this point means nothing but i know what you're getting at once those things once the biggest star that f1's ever had 
and the biggest thing that ever happened to F1 ends, which is the Netflix show, I think a lot of people's interest is going to wane drastically. Bro, you don't wake up to watch these races. There's a lot of people that do, and they're exciting. Yeah, Nate, I would tell you, like, I 100% agree with you. I think it does have an impact. Yeah, I agree, too. The two the two things I would say is I think we have at least four more years of Lewis and the show, at least. And I also would say that hopefully in that time where there's all this increased viewership and, like, week over week they're getting more and more viewers on F1 races, like, ideally it matures itself to a point where it doesn't need Lewis to sustain yeah, that high level. Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, you have guys like Lando, George and Max were stopping all going into their prime right when he's might be on the way out. I was, just, yeah, like, I was I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with my take. I was just trying to be, it's, a, it's an interesting one for sure. And then I would, but the, it's also weird how one, I, it's a very, this is might be a bad thing to say. <laughs> There's a thing about the way that like, F1 drivers and like F1 fans in general, like take care of their sport. Like the way that George signed with Mercedes for the final years of Lewis's career is like a very interesting move to me to where they're like, George is the next guy. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that. I, I kind of feel what you're saying, but I might just not be educated enough to fully understand how you're saying. Uh, yeah. I will say we had two comments in a row back to back that said, Michael Schumacher is so underrated. And Mike uh, Schumacher's grid is so underrated back to back comments. Like at the exact same time, Lou, what do you think about that card? Um, I have not touched that card. I've heard it's a very good card. I've definitely seen the prices on it, all that stuff. Um, I think it's like kind of like junk waxy is kind of my perspective, so I've stayed away. Yeah, I, I like shiny. I like sapphire. I like tops chrome. I like autographs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. We won't spend as much time on this topic, but I'll just give my take, and Lou, you can go after me. I think that the PSA 8 market for these things are so underrated, bro. Mm -hmm. I would be buying these things for less than non-grade prices all day if if that were the case. I think 7s are underrated all too. day of the week. I think 7s are underrated too. Yeah, I think so too, dude. I think that a raw should be equal to 7 or lower. Mm -hmm. You for have sure. the same they feeling are so for Tops Chrome Bundesliga? Sapphire what are you saying, Do you have the same feeling for Tops Chrome Sapphire Bundesliga? Yeah, and that's why I brought this up too is because I feel the same way about Sapphire Bundesliga. If I see a Jude Bellingham gold out of 50 PSA 8, that's a good grade to me. I like that card. You know, like, I think that people need to, and this applies to different years as well of just cards and condition. It's not just Sapphire or uh, F1 or Bundesliga, but you always got to know the set. You can't just apply 9 stink, 8 stink, 7 stink, you know? And Nate brought this up with me earlier, and I don't think we got well, one in here. But it's like, the same thing with Fernando like, Tatis Foil. What do you say? We, You know, it's the same thing we covered with the Foil earlier. Yeah, and and I think that Nate was bringing up earlier. It's like, dude, I see all these high end RPAs and PSA sevens, PS or BGS eight five cases. And I'm like, why are these things selling so low? To me, it's the same way. It's like, dude, if that's a thick National Treasures card, I've gotten cards that are just mauled of NT. Like the corners are just mauled. Seriously, like peeled back, fuzzy, edges chipped. Like especially Noir too. Noir has got some terrible quality control. Uh, you got. I think that buy the card, not the grade is underrated still yeah as much as you still hear it you hear a lot of people say it now i still think it's underrated i see a psa 7 f1 card and i see a bgs 8.5 and i see a psa 8 uh f1 card and i see a bgs 9 it's just what i see so i just want to crack them you want to crack what i just want to crack every psa 7 and psa oh, 8 because, and make them B yeah dude bgs treats the edges like cake 
Well, it's not even that they treat them like cake. It's that the subgrades allows you to give it a higher number. True, because you can get a lower subgrade and the rest can pull it up from there. If everything's a 9.5 and then it's a 7.5 or an 8, like you're still okay. Yeah, because PSA just looks at that one flaw and like, or like this one flaw makes it so bad that it's a 7 or an 8. It's heavily eye appeal dependent. Yeah, I totally agree on that. All right, we'll move on. We got (laughs) Nate's little take here. Bill Belichick, 1981. Wait, is that 81? No, 91. Sorry, 1991 Pro Set, PSA 10. 775 was the last day on September 13th. Uh, Nate, give us what your question was here, because I know it might not have been the exact card. Oh, it had nothing to do with the card. In fact, when we started this, I thought we were just putting up cards so people had something to look at, but we were just going to talk about the, the player or the person. <laughs> and then I found out very quickly that we were, in fact, going to talk about the cards, which was news to me. Um, so <laughs> Why would that be news to you? It's Slab Stock Sports Card Trading. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, and Lou from Card Talk is on here. Yeah, Not but I thought it was going to be like, hey, talk. Sam Darnold, overrated, underrated. Oh, he's underrated. Okay. That's a fair point, Nate. I think that um, I think that Aaron did a bad job telling us what the rules were. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, should I'm no trash. longer have to go to Packer games. I will take his spot. I, I might be I might be overrated now. Correct. All right, but go ahead, Nate. What's your question here? Um, so So my question is, Bill Belichick, overrated, underrated, without Tom Brady – these last two years, he's been a little. It's been a little rough. Obviously, the Buccaneers only won by two yesterday. But uh, I want to know you, was awful. you as a Jets fan. Buccaneers are trash last night. Yeah, but they won. It's because the Patriots. Are trash. If 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 Tom Brady was on that Patriots team, they would probably won by two. That's what I'm saying. The Jets um, are in second in the AFC East. I want to know what you think as a Jets fan about Bill Belichick. As a Jets fan. Well, as a Jets fan first, and then as a uh, as a Jets fan, I hate him, and I hope that nothing good happens to him for as long as he's alive. <laughs> that was just brutal. <laughs> but as a person, I res- I I think that the Bill Belichick story and the Tom Brady story is the most interesting sports story of my lifetime, and I think I'll think that for as long as I live. Um, and who gets more credit? Would one be as good without the other? How does that all look? And that's why I think the next like three years of the Patriots is going to be very interesting. Um, for how people view Bill Belichick, because I think typically when you get to Bill Belichick's age, your uh, his age and like accomplishments, your story is pretty much written. But I think there's just there's this weird thing now where with Tom gone, and it's like, all right, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, whoever else they get after Mac Jones, because that guy stinks. Like it's going to be interesting of like what is his what is the final narrative on Bill Belichick? Look there's like? no because- question that Lou just ruffled tons of feathers from people watching this show who just said Mac Jones stinks. Yeah, I mean, anyone who thinks Mac Jones is good, I got a, I got a bridge to sell you. But, like, um, the thing about Bill, and I actually don't know. I didn't know this until recently. I think he, like, low-key was about to get fired by the Patriots before uh, the Jets decided to ruin Drew Bledsoe's career and bring in Tom Brady. So, like, I th- if that's true and then this is bad for the next few years, like, kind of goes down as, like, one of the more overrated guys of all time. I have a question really quick, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam Newton is not good anymore. He just isn't, you know? And it's not like they had anyone since Tom Brady that's been, like, good enough for them to really win. What team in recent modern history has won without a superstar quarterback? Like, at least gotten far, I guess. I mean, the way the game's played now, you need a guy. That, and, like, until you have that guy, I guess, it, is Bill Belichick just not that good because he can't win without a quarterback and no one else can either? Go ahead, Nate. Um, you forget that Bill Belichick is also the GM. 
He brings in who he wants. So if he doesn't have another quarterback in place, it's his fault. He makes all the decisions. And I think that's fair to say, Aaron, like it's really hard to have a really good quarterback and all that stuff, but we write the story of everybody else with the same rule. So Bill gets the same treatment that everyone else does. That's fair. Like you, you, how many, how many, how many Jets quarterbacks or how many Jets coaches have been fired? Dude, like Rex Ryan was a great coach. I don't care what anyone says. Rex Ryan was a great coach. They got the two AFC championship games, right? With Mark Sanchez. That's tough to do. Yeah, Mark Sanchez, the most underrated player of all time, according to Lou. Fact. That's a fact. I'll go to my grave on that one. That guy. Well, then I was, expect you to to have the world's number one Mark Sanchez collection. I would love to do that. There's no cards that are like. Every time I want to buy a really good Sanchez, it's prohibitively expensive. Like I, I just can't spend five grand on a Mark Sanchez card. Just can't. It's because it. there's too many people like you. There's no way there's that many people who care like me though. But why is it five grand then? I don't know, man. But like clearly, that's the way it is. So like. I would love to do that. Belichick is building something with Mac Jones, and I hate the Pats. But Mac Jones doesn't do anything. Dude, he had 19 straight completions last night. He averages six yards a pass. It's like the lowest in the NFL. He doesn't do anything. He's Kirk, he he like Kirk Cousins. Does Zach Wilson do nothing, too? Zach Wilson threw three 50-yard touchdowns or two 50-yard touchdowns yesterday. And like, four picks the game before, I think. Totally. So do you want to do a thing real quick about Mac Jones? Because I have an actual take. Just go for it. Great. My take about Mac Jones is that they don't put him in a position to do anything wrong, so he makes very few mistakes. Zach, on the other hand, is const- has been – I've watched all these games very closely. He's constantly put in positions to make mistakes, which is kind of part of it, and it's like kind of what he is, and it's not what Mac is. But anytime Mac Jones has to go off schedule, there's a mistake. It almost He almost threw a pick six at the end of the game yesterday because he just can't do anything. That was a bad throw. He's he, Anytime he has to do anything off schedule, it's a disaster. Our viewership dropped by five since it's only good. Go up on I hate that guy. Um, I will I will say this one, Mac Jones, very much a rookie and very much in his fourth game. So very much a rookie. Let's give him let's give him time. Um how many guys, I mean, how many guys have Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold. Who do you guys think the rookie of the year is in the NFL? Case in point. Oh no idea. No idea. Uh, I think it's Zach Wilson. We're four games in. That's oh my soon. gosh, moving on. Um hey, moving wait, on. wait, wait, wait. I had a second point, Aaron. Don't move on yet. Um, my second point was Belichick is building something with Mac Jones and I hate the Pats. Uh, while Mac Jones is in his fourth game, I also heard that Belichick and Cam Newton were building stuff when Cam Newton came out of the gates hot last year and look where that landed. So all in all, let's not overreact good or bad to four games of Mac Jones, please. Aaron, don't you dare have a reaction to anything four games into anyone's career. All right. We should just not talk about football for three years. I agree. I totally agree. (laughs) All right, here's a fun one. We've got two different Pokemon cards on the screen here. We got 2000 Tops Chrome Charizard. That is a Spectra, kind of like a refractor PSA 10, but probably even more rare than that. Uh, So for 4,716 on October 3rd, that was yesterday, and a Neo Destiny Shining Charizard PSA 10, which is one of my favorite cards ever made uh, in the Pokemon world. So for 5,462 US dollars, it was an Australian dollar sale, but that's a conversion right there. Lou, this is a general overall question first. Yeah. PSA 10, like pre-2000, let's just say eight Pokemon. Overrated, underrated? Um, underrated. I agree, dude. I think that these are – imagine trying to find a 10 nowadays. Imagine trying to find a 10. Super hard to find a 10 and um... – Like a non a raw card that you can grade to a 10. Like yeah, what, uh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think top Pokemon is very underrated. I was 
super hot on that when I was like getting back into Pokemon. Um, I just think that Criminal Minds, tough scene, bro. Um, I just think that um, anything Pokemon, I specifically go like 2004 earlier. That's typically, I'm actually earlier, but I think up to 04 is good. Um, I just think all that stuff's so underrated. Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. And we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I just think that this stuff is so, it's just so condition sensitive. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is to actually grade some of these cards, the older ones. It's so difficult. Yeah, and I think people, especially you put the Shining one in there, like, people don't understand what Shining means. It's like oh, such a big deal. If I had the money, I'd buy a full 10 set right now. I'd just it's... go find a full 10 set. People love Shining in Pokemon. Yeah, like the Shining Celebi, the Shining Mewtwo. Those are Shining Tyranitar. Those are some of the coolest cards ever made. Yeah. I love it. All right, we'll move on from that one. We got Can Sealed Wax. Just... That did not know Tops made Pokemon cards. Yeah, they had Tops. This top very moment. Type of set. Today. Well, it's, all the, it's all like the anime designs. Yeah, it's, cool. it's like from like the TV show and movie and stuff. Okay, next one. Sealed wax in total. It doesn't have to be this 2019 Prism Hobby case. This is just the thing on the screen to show. Sealed wax, holding it, putting it in a closet, underrated, overrated. Overrated. It's expensive, dude. I would way, way rather buy cards and and flip those and hold them and trade them. and Like to yeah. get a case of this stuff to then hold for like 10 years, like eh, it just doesn't seem fun to me doesn't do it for me at all 20 if i'm gonna do 2019 basketball cases i'd rather spend more money and get like a um you know i'd rather buy like a 30 grand box from like the 90s of like something huge yeah like some yeah if we're talking straight money there's way better things you can spend 30 grand on but um i would rather buy like a immaculate which is obviously a lot more expensive or what i don't even know if immaculate is the right one to say but like that kind of thing yeah, like it, I feel what you're saying, but I just think in in general it's it's overrated. But I do understand why people do it. I'm not trying to say I don't understand why people do it. It's just me myself in my position. There's no way I could buy something like this and shove it in a closet just for it to marinate for like. Yeah, I'm not nearly rich enough for that. It's it's overrated just because it's overrated to not open it. I knew Nate was gonna say that. Nate is just a ripping pack fiend. Is what he is. I cannot, Lou. For for reference, I bought a Topps Chrome Sapphire 2019 Topps Chrome Sapphire box from a hobby shop, hundred seventy dollars all in. Ripped it, hit a flag Guerrero Junior. Felt good about it after Aaron let me know that it was expensive. Went and bought another box. Held on to that box for two months. Walked past it every day. Did the Lord's work for two months and did not open. It was beautiful. And then one day I just couldn't handle it anymore. It had only gone up like 20 bucks, and I opened that bad boy. And, and now they're like a thousand. I shouldn't have. I what totally feel that. What was in there, Nate? Um, a Dakota Hudson Green Auto, number 50. Tough a scene. Michael Kopeck Top Scrum Sapphire, which is actually currently at grading. And it was at least like a PSA 10 was like a $100 card at one point. So, you know, between that and the trade-in value I got from Brewtown for the Dakota Hudson, I'd at least get close to getting my money back. And then like a UC... You see Kikuchi uh, Tops big, Chrome Sapphire. Big card back auto. in the day. Or not Huge auto. card. Yeah. I have officially put all of... Oh, I see what you're doing. I have uh, all of my wax in like the corner of my extra room. Oh, so you have wax? Me? Oh, yeah. I have plenty of wax. But it's overrated. Rip it. No, 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 no. Just... I, sorry, sorry. I thought we were talking about this specifically, 2019 basketball. No, 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 no. In general. Oh, I think, I think wax is so underrated. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love 
I love holding. Sorry, I saw the price tag and I got scared. Well, I we, we won't spend too much time on it. I understand what you're saying, Nate. I had to like go run and like hide all my stuff for myself. Otherwise, I open all of it. But I do think it's a good idea to hold it. But really quick, is it a good idea to hold 2020 product to now? Depends on the release, but probably not. Yeah. But like I know I bring it up because I know you were dabbling in the 2020 Prism world. Yep. Mostly because of the class. I'm assuming you just love how. And yeah, I just felt good about the class. I still have a lot of it, actually. Um, I football think, football that is everyone. Yeah, 2020 sealed football. Uh, Prism. Um, yeah, I think probably if I had to go back, I probably would have spent the money on something else. But I still feel pretty good about it. All right, good to hear. All right, I'm, I already uh, spoiled it, but I flashed your uh, some grade B podcast card talk. Just kidding. It's actually a ten. Is is a gem in ten, just like Lou Janu here. Uh, card talk is part of one thirty seven p.m. that Lou co-hosts with, as you saw earlier, Tyler Schmidt and uh, Ryan Johnson, who's the owner of Card Collector Two Shop. Just want to give a quick shout out to them for being awesome and being underrated because they've been some of our closest friends for the, the time that we've been running slab stocks in the hobby. I mean, I've been in the hobby for forever, but since that time, uh, big shout out to Lou for being a great guy. So make sure to check out their podcast, Card Talk. Comes out every Wednesday, right, Lou? Yes, sir. Every Wednesday on YouTube at 137 p.m. channel and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. Can I ask Lou, you a question? What's yeah. your worst take that you have that was recorded? Because I know what mine I had is. that's recorded. I have two. Oh, it was for sure an article where I absolutely ripped on Jordan Alvarez. I ripped him apart and I said, This guy is worthless. And then his Bowman Cromars were like 80 bucks, and the guy comes on and hits like so many bombs. That was for sure my worst take recording. It was written. I don't think I've had too many like terrible ones where I've been speaking them. But Aaron, who was the guy I hated? Pete Alonzo. Nate ripped Pete Alonzo. Oh, Pete Alonzo. Well, that one kind of worked out. His prices are not very good. No, it was it was when his stuff was like twenty bucks, and they went up to like three hundred. <laughs> it was it was not like when he was like really expensive. It was like way before Nate and Wait. I had two super bad misses early on. Mine was Jordan, his was Pete Alonzo. We just got wrecked. My easy number one pick is when I said that Giannis wasn't that good. <laughs> Dude, I remember when Ooh. all you guys were on the Giannis Stings train. I'm like, yo, I still am kind of there in a weird way, but like. Stop it! No, because now I have now I live on the island. You don't you know me very well. I can't let anything like that go. I'll die on that hill. I think Josh Allen's the worst quarterback in football. I'll die on that hill forever. Oh my god! I had a buddy. I had a buddy a couple years ago. Loved the Bucks, right? Loves talking the Bucks, and is one of those guys that will never lose an argument, and he will never lie down, and he will never admit like he is he is wrong. And (laughs) is that you, Nate? No, it wasn't me. And he got into a big argument with me about how he thought this was a number of years ago, but maybe a year or two after Ben Simmons was drafted, that he said Ben Simmons was better than Giannis. What a take. At I the love time. That. And I said, stop it. And he just got so angry that I wouldn't agree with him that he, I would think Ben Simmons was better than Giannis. And it is the most beautiful thing now because Giannis is a champion and Ben Simmons is going to get traded from his team. It's that's crazy. That's so that's so out there. I can't believe that. <laughs> oh man, that that's that's nuts. I also had buddies who were Timberwolves fans who informed me that at the age of like 22, when Giannis just scored like 23 points and like eight rebounds and like three assists, that he couldn't get any better. I do remember you telling me that. I, I don't know yeah. how you can. He was so young, so young. I know. 
Do you think Giannis is a Hall of Famer if he retired right now? Giannis, yes. yes. Absolutely. Wow. Two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP champion. That's a Hall For of Famer. For the first time in 50 years to a team that literally got resurrected. He he came in here when we were just bottom. Like Tracy, bottom of the Tracy barrel. McGrady's an MVP, and he was out of the league by the age of like 32. A Hall of Famer, you mean? I mean, yeah. a Hall of Famer. I think it's more. it speaks more to the NBA Hall of Fame. But like the idea that Giannis is a Hall of Famer is like crazy. Anyway. Also, we'll let the comments take this one. We'll pass on commenting so we can keep it moving. But let the comments be let it be known if Ben Simmons is underrated or overrated because Global Sports Investor says underrated. Lou, what's your one word take? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right, here we have a 2018 Prism Luka Doncic base PSA 10 courtesy of Slabstocks Pro. Pro.slabstocks.com right now to create your free account, track data like this and many others. What website? Head comparisons, many different things. Uh, but Lou, the question here is underrated, overrated, and this can be taken a lot of different ways, base cards in general, and then specifically this card, and what's the future of this in general? Like, just just the future. Just tell, tell me, Lou. Yeah, as someone who has the answers to every question you've ever asked. Um, exactly. I am conflicted on this for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's great that it's settled down. Um, I think that is a net positive. Um, I think it was very volatile for a while. It was getting really weird. It ran like when it was like two thousand dollars, then it went down to like as we see here seven hundred. Yeah, but it was also when it was like it was doing. It went. Remember, it went from like five hundred to a thousand really fast, and then it went from a thousand to like seven fifty, seven fifty to like fifteen hundred, like really fast. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. It yeah. was like kind of weird, and it those those numbers probably aren't exactly right, but like it was very weird how volatile it was. Yeah, it, and I, I think remember. it, and I think it got made like the the Luca base PSA ten became like the card to describe the card market, um, and I think it's more fair to say now like where it is is a much fairer value. I still and, think eight hundred might be a little high, but it's a fairer value. So it went from seven hundred now up to around eight hundred in the last two three months, and to me. We remember the days that this card was $25 and then it was $75 and then it was 150. And then before you know it in about six months, it's 2000. And I think that this card means a lot for the hobby. I think that this card is what pulled a lot of people into the hobby, but I still can't get myself to reason $805 on something like this. Uh, I know that Jordan 86 Fleer, there's a ton of them, but there's a ton that are, not well graded. I mean, this is 20,000 PSA 10s about 20,000. And I do subscribe to the, well, if there's more demand than supply, that's all that matters. But I just think that a lot of people that have been in the car market now for a year to two, because I think we saw this insane growth, insane growth, which is with so many people coming to the hobby and then all that demand just kind of flatlines, or at least the amount of people are getting added to the market. And then for the next year, Every single person that's in it just keeps on learning, learning about new sets they can buy, learning about new players that they can buy, learning about new anything that they can buy. And that's why you see this. You know, people just start to spread their money out more. I don't subscribe to the thought, though, that like there's this weird stigma around this card. You know, there's there is, I feel like it because of how hot it got. It's like that's not the person's fault who owns it, right? It's like you can't like hold it against someone for owning one of these. I don't tell for sure. But I just wouldn't personally be spending eight hundred five dollars on this. What do you think the right number is for this card? What I think the right number is that's a very difficult question, buying? but a very fair question. I think that like 
I don't want to get roasted for this, but I'd say between like 400 and 500. So that's where it's interesting, right? Because I think Tatum is around 400. I think Trey is at like 250. Yeah, but so like if it's four to 500 in my mind, then all those guys are cheaper too. I This is me. If I had $800, I would be buying a Noir numbered off 85 Luka Doncic rookie logo card. I am just that type of collector. You know, like. I totally get it. I was saying in terms of like, what do you think it should be valued at? Not in its relation to other cards. Okay. That's fair. Because I think this, I think this still has like some juice of like people don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, there's definitely people who are holding answers that don't want to sell it. And I think the global sports car investors, right? I think it could go back over a thousand dollars. I mean, this is the card. People care about what is the iconic card of a player, and you see it with Jordan. Otherwise, the Nike 85 and the Star 84 would be worth more than the 86. And I also don't want to lose that like he is kind of like the best young player in the NBA. Hey, uh, Apropos to nothing we're talking about here, but to Luka Doncic, fun fun fact for you: Luka Doncic's career free throw percentage Bad. is less than two percent better than Giannis's. Yep, wow. he's not a good free throw shooter, and that's why I think he's not a good three point shooter. I think he's a clutch three point shooter. I don't think he's a good three point shooter. He's My a clutch player. It's very clear. Yeah, he he's a clutch three point shooter who hits them when it really does matter, and he shoots volume and he makes them look cool because he hits step backs, but. Just not a good three-point shooter, not a good shooter in general, I think. But that's not 30, to say he's 35% not. 35% last year on eight a game, which, I mean, he's taking a lot. If you're shooting 35% on two, you take, yeah, you're shooting 35% no. on eight, that's a lot. A lot I better. agree. I agree that that's not, like, the worst. But I wouldn't call him a good shooter, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say, in my mind. Um. Yeah, exactly. 20,000 copies at $800 a $16 million market cap for that card, which is insane. And you compare that to the guy like Giannis and it, I'm sure it blows it out of the water. You know, like that's how crazy that card is valued, which is interesting to compare market caps because it kind of does compare the overall demand versus just the single price. And we'll transition that into the, into the LeBron, which has gone through some interesting trends over the last six months. It hit a rebound going to the national and then it dipped back down again. Now it's at $17,200. Is this the type of card? Lou, where you sit there and think old card 2003 tough grade because the centering so bad on so many copies tens are kind of immune to the base stigma because that's how i feel i'm not like i think that all base cards are have their own place in the market depending on the year the production the grade the condition and i'm not saying i'd spend seventeen thousand dollars on this either but i do see why it's worth that much i think that i would buy this card if you told me a PSA 10 of this card was $5,000, $10,000, 15000 25000 I'd feel good at any number. I think this is the best quote-unquote modern basketball card that is like an attainable card by far. Yeah. So I just think this card is good pretty much at any number in my yeah. perspective. And I, I own I, zero of them. I think that this – it's tough because when you see cards go through like three X's in like you know two months – I expect that they all get such bad stigmas. Like, imagine, Lou, if this just slowly climbed from 10,000 last year to 17,000 now, how people will look at this card versus mm-hmm. it going up to 42 and down to 13 and now up to 17. Like, it it's interesting to think about. It switches the perception of the card, no doubt. And I think if this went from 12 to 17, 10 to 17 over the last year without a huge spike or dip, people are saying this is the most underrated card ever. You know, t- I'm not saying that, that people would say that, but I think I could reasonably see people say that. I haven't considered that how I haven't considered how much of a impact the narratives of the last year of like the ups and downs are affecting these cards a lot. I think like 
take out the your take out like the ups and downs roller coaster of the last year that applies to everything. So take that out of this card because it's not a fair thing to hold against it. It's the best basketball player of our lifetime, the best basketball player ever. His rookie PSA ten, relatively low population compared to what we're looking at globally. Yeah. I just think this card is underpriced, not underpriced, underrated. Yeah, I I'll agree with you because you know for years people would say, oh, you know, grab the vin- the top vintage cards, grab the the top goats because they gain five percent each year. But then once you see something gain three hundred percent and then drop, you know, forty percent. It's just a different story then. We got four more years of LeBron, three, four years of LeBron. I, what do you th- I'm, uh, I would feel great about this card in 10 years. I, I think so as well. Go ahead, Nate. I'm thinking LeBron. Hear me out. I think he's taking such good care of his body. I think we've got a number of years of him still being like a star on his team. And then I think we have like five years of him being like a 15, 20-minute man off the bench playing with his son. I don't think he has that in him, though. I don't think he can play like that. I think you're right that his like body is there. I think he's going to try to play a year with his kid and then retire. I don't think he has the ego to go 20 minutes. Well, off the I don't think so. Now. I don't see him playing Vince Carter, dude. I just don't see yeah. him lumping. It's just not his thing. I, I think you just like water yourself down by that point. I just want to see him play till he's like 45 and still be like old bully ball down in the paint, 20 points, 20 it's minutes. The best, best version of LeBron is bully ball LeBron. I'll always say that. Heat LeBron? Heat LeBron just backing down everybody. No one can stop him. Dude, he was That's the best version of LeBron. Next level. Giannis. I assume he's talking about Giannis. I agree. Giannis is the GOAT. No question. Giannis All is not right. the best basketball player. Oh, okay. Interesting. Next one, Lou. Here we go. So we just talked about the base <laughs> cards of these guys. Now we've got on card rookie autographs here. Specifically, I'm going to look at the right one here because this is where I think that the PSA 10 tops chrome gets interesting. So this is not really a top LeBron rookie auto. This is like the SP authentic, authentic signatures, which I think is probably sitting well behind like the SP authentic out 500, the other ones that people like of him that I don't have on the top of my head right now. So $10,077 for BGS 8.5, nine autograph LeBron James rookie auto on card. I think I already said that. Is that underrated compared to a top scrum base PSA 10? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no because it's an 8.5. And I think if there's any guy who signed a lot of autographs his rookie year, it's LeBron James. He had a lot of random autographs out there. Tons. And the reason I'm the only reason I'm saying I think it's a great card. I actually would probably buy it at, at that price. But yeah. um, he signed a lot of autographs. Not as much as the guy signed today. I'll tell you that much. Totally. Totally. But also something to keep in mind is he doesn't sign in any licensed material anymore, too. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to be is at least the the very least. And I think the same thing applies here for Luke. And obviously, there's so many more Luke PSA 10s out there based than LeBron's tops Chrome. So it's hard to get that value to match the 10K. Um. But nine five ten of a non Luca mom autograph conspiracy theory. Uh. Optic Contenders Rikio, $10,100. It seems crazy at first glance, but what do you think, Lou? One of my favorite cards. I really? love Contenders Optic. Wow. I did wow. hear you say that one time. You're big I love optic these cards. I love rookie tickets. They're so cool. <laughs> I, th- I think they're cool. Um, people love tickets, you know. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good card. What, what's the question? Overrated, underrated on the price? 
I mean, yeah, in a sense, it's harder to directly compare to like the PSA 10 yeah. base because of how different the price is, but there's so many more of the base. So like market cap's obviously way higher in the base than this card. But here's know. a question. Would you rather have two PSA 10 silvers or this? prisms or this? I'd rather have this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I think that while there's no proof, there's pretty good reason to think that he signed this one for sure, which I think has got a lot of people buying these because these were redemptions. You know, the redemptions that came out of the later products, people go nuts for those. I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think everyone would be surprised to know how many people have other people sign things for them. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> athletes you know what i'm saying like yeah like lamella ball and miles bridges who knows if that's real or not but but like that's like a meme or whatever but like i feel pretty confident that there's a decent amount of guys having like other people sign stuff for them like luke was not the first guy to do this you know what i mean no i just think that's so funny how how many people jump all over it all right what do we got here uh this is just a brief side topic too six figure investments of non one of one modern basketball cards i think this is crazy lou could give not me, be me what could not be me no, g- give me any other goat between ronaldo messi brady even though i don't like him jordan lebron like you can find so many good lebron cards for 150 grand it's not even funny so many good yeah i guess it's like hard for us to say right because we don't have 150 grand lying around to spend on yeah. cards so like it's all relative like i think there might be some people who say like you're an idiot if you buy a mason mount color blast yeah like like literally you know what i'm saying there are, so, people, there are for sure people who have thought that looking at my page like i'm an idiot i guarantee you. yeah like there's people who think you spend five thousand dollars on a rookie and it's like what are you doing you know what i mean yeah. so i guess that's kind of that part but yikes yeah that's how if I you're spending one hundred ninety two thousand dollars on a single zion card i guarantee you that's not your only card in your collection and $192,000. It's just so high risk. Yeah. And anyone in the comments too, I know that we're like guys that can't buy these. I'm sure, I don't know how many people in the comments could, but totally. at least let us know your thoughts on, on, on these 150 grand for LaMelo black old out five PSA nine and Zion black old out five BGS nine for 192. Now the only reason why this doesn't make sense to me, it's not like black gold's that awesome. It's been around for three years. I don't know if, how other people feel. I'm just not that crazy for it. Which one do you like the most of like the, you know, you know what I mean? Like the, the non-numbered. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a gold guy. I mean, I'd rather have a true gold than a black gold at five. Huh. You opposite? You rather have a black gold? I think black gold. I, I think this Lamello card is very, very pretty. So I, I that's kind of where my energy is right now. Um, And I like the, tr- the tray black gold is a really nice card too. Um. So yeah, the trade, okay. I will, you know, because Am Rips has. I'm sure you've seen it from him. That's where I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. The, those are the 2018 is pretty good looking. Yeah. Uh, I have Holland in here. I know you're not a huge soccer guy, Lou, but like, what do you think of the Holland market? His stuff is selling. You can find rookie cards that are selling for well above Messi BGS nine fives, probably. <laughs> Someone said I like 200k worth of gold bars. Facts. <laughs> um, I know nothing about soccer. I have just given up. It's a losing fight. I'm never going to watch it. I'm never going to like it. Other people are going to like it. And that's just the way it's going to be. What I know about Erling Holland is that he's never going to be playing in a big time tournament. Dude, he's going to carry Norway to the world cup this year. No, he's not though. Have you looked at the standings, bro? I have no idea. Also, if this is wrong, you can talk to Tyler Schmidt. My understanding (laughs) is that they have no chance to make the world cup. 
I, they don't have no chance to get to the World Cup. Now, I will agree with you that the chances of them doing anything or at least making it for sure is is smaller compared to a France with Mbappe, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm hey, he's been playing like carrying them on their back. I think that that right now they are qualifying for the World Cup. As uh, like now, there is a, still another like 18 matches I think to qualify. And now here's my question, right? Like they make the World Cup, wouldn't they get just bounced in the group stage immediately? Yeah, so like that. That's a good point. Yes, they would. So like that's, that's what I was trying to say. Like they won't make it far. And like that's on an ESPN at like three o'clock on a Wednesday. Like no one's like the attention isn't nearly what you need it to be. No, I I think that Holland is a good buy alone from the fact that club play happens so frequently. Yeah, so I like think, I don't know anything about that, so I'm probably not the right person for this. All right, that's fine. I mean, I I do agree that international matters a lot, but like Messi didn't even win his first international trophy until this year, and he's been playing for nine, 18 years now, and he's like the goat, and that clearly hasn't affected. I mean, he's played in the tournaments, he's made a World Cup final, obviously, but I like Holland. I think that he's underrated in a sense of he might be the best top five goal scorer of all time by the time he's done playing. The dude's already set records that people who are amazing at soccer haven't even touched yet. That's a preposterous thing to say. They used to be like a top five soccer player of all time, but like I'll go with it. I'm with I didn't, it. Okay. I didn't say he'll be a top five soccer player of all time. Goal scorer. Goal scorer of all time. But that's like a top five card market thing of all time. So like who's the number three best goal scorer of all time? Uh, Well, Wayne you Rooney. definitely have Messi and Ronaldo at like top two and then yeah. also Pele up there too. He's probably like so. You're putting him with like Pele and Messi and Ronaldo. Like that's what you're doing. This guy scores so many goals. It's not even funny. He He scores so many goals. I'm talking. I'm talking. Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Some say Wayne Rooney's better though. Then that's not true at all. That's not true. That's what I've heard. That guy was awesome. And I will say Wayne Rooney made one of the best plays I ever see in my life. That MLS play when he chased that guy down and then stole it and then kicked all the way down the pitch and then that's insane. I don't know if anyone did get that. I think this is one of the last ones. I love coach cards. You know this. <laughs> coach cards. <laughs> I love coach cards. Criminally underrated. I think 35000 is far too cheap. <laughs> this is the Greg Popovich 2017 Black Prism when these things just burst on the scene. I remember opening a hobby box of 2017 Prism and getting like a, a Steve Clifford hyper and just being like, what do Dude, I do with this? <laughs> do you remember the 2019 National when we opened that box of Fast Break? Yeah, the Fast Break we did, yeah. the only, I think the only discos we got were coaches. Dude, you are totally right. We did it's, it, I love the... It's such a funny meme that, like, I love coach carts. It's... Like, look at Greg right they there. They should bring He's him like, back, to be honest. And it should be in all sports. I would die for a Robert Sala rookie card. A who? Robert Sala. Aaron, come on. Jets coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy now. He, I wouldn't expect like him to know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Got you. All right. Uh, what do you buy for 35 Kalu if you could? Absolutely. The color match between his jacket and the prison black is unbelievable. <laughs> the color match on the Greg Popovich. <laughs> and then the Spurs. The Spurs have got black oh, and gray. Wait, wait. Lou's contradicting himself. Earlier, he said he did not like the discos. Too many parallels. But now you've got a black disco and he but would when buy you, it. When you're talking about coaches and then the jacket match to the to the parallel, it's un unstoppable. And let's keep in mind that there is the true black hobby in the same lot too. So yeah, buy one to get the other. Buy one get one free, basically. <laughs> All right, that was our last debate of the day. Tomorrow we have got slab stocks breaks going down at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. I'm opening up soccer. There's still some left at slabstocks.com/shop, but on Wednesday. Nate's making his intro to his own breaking streams. He is kicking off his Wednesday breaking. He has got the select basketball break all sold out, but there are six packs left of 2021 Topstrom Galaxy Star Wars Hobby. 
uh, at slabsocks.com slash shop. So if you want to support us, jump in on some breaks for tomorrow. Uh, very excited for the 2018 Donner soccer that I'm doing. Some just huge set. Love it. Sapphire as well. Slabsocks.com slash shop. Um, and with that, that's it. I mean, that was a long stream, but that was well worth it because Lou is the man and there were a ton of questions that people submit throughout, I feel like, or at least comments that they had. And there was a lot of good energy in it. So, Lou, thank you for coming. I had a great time. I love talking to you guys. You're my Lou, where, I love talking to you too, bro. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, is at card flipping the, the good place? They can find me at card flipping. So what do you guys think about having two Instagrams? Well, I have got like the main page that I run and then I got like my slab sucks Aaron page. And then Nate's got like the slab sucks name, the ding and corners page now. Are so, you saying like a personal page? Like, a yeah, like I've gone back and forth on this. Like I, I made card flipping because my friends didn't care about cards anymore. Mm-hmm. And now it's like too much work going back and forth between two Instagram accounts. So like, I kind of want to just bail and go back to my own Instagram. Lou, I, I completely kicked all social media to the curb outside of cards. Once I went in like so deep on this, I started my slap socks, Aaron page. And I have not touched my like college. Instagram yeah. Page I mean, yet. that's crazy. Like I have people who love me who want to talk to me. So like, Dude, I, I need to, I, I literally <laughs> tell you anything about anyone that went to my high school outside my immediate friend. I know nothing about anyone that I like used to know like from high school. Or well, that's because you're a grinder and you're better than all of us. I could never. <laughs> well, I don't know if that makes me better. That just makes me. A it grinder, does. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah. At card flipping at at uh, Lujanu specifically card talk pod. That's all. There you go. Ricardo says awesome stream cards, coins, and crypto. Oh, thanks, guys. This was awesome. Well, hey, thank you everyone for joining. That was a great audience. There's a lot of people saying a lot of different things. A lot of good takes. Uh, Nate, thanks for joining as well, like you do every week. I don't know. Let, hey, one last thing. I'd like to say that even though Lou thinks I'm overrated, I'd like to say that Lou is underrated. Yeah, and I would also say that. Thank you for that. I would also say that if people don't know me and Nate, for some reason I just decided that I could like needle Nate, and that's just what I've done since I've known him. I love Nate. <laughs> Lou, one more thing. Jordan Marseille's logo underrated, overrated, underrated, criminal. How cool is that? So underrated. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining. We appreciate you a lot, and we'll see you all next week and tomorrow at the breaks at 3 p.m. Eastern time.